I really have been trying to think about this. I just don't know. Because you don't want to do like, welcome to the Alliance Weekly Ladies and Gentlemen! Welcome to Alliance Weekly with your host, Brooks. Nick. And unfortunately, Sagan cannot be here with us. Yeah, something like that. So, welcome. This is the Alliance Weekly Podcast. Uh, we're just a few college students that want to hop on the bandwagon of ditching the NFL. Uh, that. Yeah. Unfortunately, our uh, third co-host, Sagan, could not be here tonight. He got stuck doing some chores at his own house. But tonight we have me, who is Nick, and we've got Brooks over there. Hello. And we're going to be doing this podcast, as the title says, weekly. Um, we're not just going to focus on one of the teams, but we're going to focus on everything that happens by week in each game of this new uh, league. We can't start talking about the AAF until we've talked about the Super Bowl. Da-da-da-da! Yay! Da-da-da-da! So I actually missed the Super Bowl kickoff. I was late to the party, but Brooks, Brooks, you were there. I was. How was it? Uh, I mean, it was fine. Let's see. The Patriots lost the coin toss, and the Rams elected to defer for the second half. The only score was a field goal by the Patriots for the whole first half. So. Uh, the only score was a field goal in the whole first half. Right, and I was—I think I was there by the time that field goal was kicked. Yeah, so it was—it was late into the second half, almost probably the second quarter, right? Yeah. So three-zero going into the half. It just overall the game was very uneventful. It didn't get interesting until the last seven minutes of the game. But, very mediocre but Super Bowl. Though, though it was a sad, though it was a very sad first half that was very boring and had a lot of people turning their televisions off. We did have that halftime show, which I think honestly I think it went pretty well. I thought that the stage was cool. I thought that the the light show was really awesome. The special effects were good, yeah. The special effects were also good. I thought it was just overall. I thought it was, um, I thought it was just super unique because it was so. Oh, what would you call it? It was, it was, it was, it was creative. It yeah. really was. I thought, and so I actually enjoyed it a lot. But I believe you have other opinions on that. Well, I, I feel like there have been other better halftime performances in years past. Uh, this one wasn't necessarily bad, but there have been better ones. Uh, having seen Maroon 5 twice in concert, I can wholeheartedly say that Maroon er, Adam Levine uh, sounds better on the radio than he does live. I don't know why they picked Maroon 5 to perform, but... I don't even know why they're still called Maroon 5. It should just be Adam Levine and his Goonies. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't think uh, having Travis Scott in there was also a good idea. They just Maroon 5 and Travis Scott. I don't know how well that meshes together. But, yeah, those are, uh, those are my opinions. I don't know. I thought, I, I thought overall, even though Adam Levine is not the greatest singer live, I, I still think that it was a creative live performance. 
But I actually was only there for the halftime show. Brooks was here, though. Brooks was there. He watched I was. it. I was there. And how was it? Mediocre. Mediocre? You were at the game, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I drove just, in. You, uh, you flew uh, back I flew really in quick. from Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's why we're doing this at 10 o'clock at night right now. Right. So it was uneventful, but going into the game, it was like 3-3. Three, three. Right. No, going into the going into half. going into the third quarter, it was still three zero. It wasn't until the fourth quarter, whenever the Rams finally kicked their uh, field goal, and somewhat made the game interesting because it was a tied game. And it wasn't until Sonny Michelle uh, caught the touchdown uh, that kind of sealed the deal for the Patriots. Then uh, the Patriots kicked a field goal, solidified their win even more, and to top it all off, the Rams tried to kick. A field goal for no reason. Uh, props to them, but they missed it, so they made themselves look like even bigger fools than they are. Super Bowl Fifty Three in a nutshell. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that about sums it up. I was there for that kick. You know, I was really in the beginning, and you know this. I'd been saying this since the Saints game where we lost out. I want, or I wanted, the Rams to win. And that sounds so weird coming from a Saints fan, but it was actually my uncle who said this. And I thought about it, and I thought, that makes total sense. So, if the Rams won, every single time there's a conversation about Super Bowl 53, it will always be, oh yeah, that's the one that the Rams got to and won because the Saints got a missed call that cost them the game. So it wouldn't... As it wouldn't give them as much credit for their Super Bowl win as it would just a stain of, oh yeah, they only won because the Saints did this, or the Saints didn't get this called. Having them lose such a boring game, and then to top it all off, just sort of doing like a, like a just a last ditch effort of just trying to kick that field goal which didn't even make sense. I didn't even realize they were in field goal range at the time. I wasn't even I wasn't even concerned about that. And then they try and kick this field goal and it misses and it doesn't just miss. It misses horribly. It was terrible. It was it was not close. It was not no. anyway. It was so off and it was so embarrassing for them to end the game that way. Like that what I'm, has to be going through your head whenever you're like, "Oh, we're down by 10 points. Let's There's kick 8 seconds left in the game." Let's just kick a freaking field goal for no reason. Exactly. What's the point? Exactly. And that is why I have come to terms with the fact that I'm okay that the Patriots won again. You can't have the Super Bowl. You can't talk about the Super Bowl without the Super Bowl commercials. Right, Brooks? Right? Right. That's exactly right. You got to talk about all the amazing, amazing commercials that are written each year just for that $5 million slot on the Super Bowl. Now, they were was, all pretty terrible. <laughs> I was about to say, 53 had both terrible gameplay and terrible commercials. I saw only one commercial of the first half that I was able to watch. I only saw one commercial that had me excited or laughing, and it was the Twilight Zone announcement. I did not see that coming. I I didn't even realize what was happening. And then I noticed Jordan Peele was on the screen. 
and he walked through a door and I was thinking, oh, this is for his new movie. That's crazy that he's advertising that on on the NFL. But then it started playing the music and I thought, I've heard this before. And then it said the Twilight Zone and I thought, oh my God, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, that was... that was uh, It got me really interested. But... We can only talk about one commercial for so long and milk so much time before we get into the real reason for this podcast. The nitty gritty. The deets. We've got the deets. The D-E-E-T-S. The deets on the A-A-F. Welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. The A-A-F is the Alliance of American Football. And the... CEO and current, uh, or the, I'm sorry, the founder and current CEO is uh, Charlie Ebersole. And surprisingly, the co-founder of the AAF is Bill Polian. Now, if you haven't heard of him, he's got quite a bit of experience uh, with the NFL. He was vice chairman of the Indianapolis Colts for 13 years, and he's an NFL analyst for ESPN. So we aren't just messing around here, are we? We've got we've got some big players in this game. Oh yeah, and it's a little bit different. We'll get into that, but a lot of in their announcement video, uh, a lot of what they talked about was changing things to make it a more pleasurable experience for the fans, and also keeping the players safe. They made that a huge part of their announcement um, last year. But I think all of these changes are actually going to. Um, make the game more interesting i think it'll be something new and i think that'll help make it interesting but i also think that the rules that they've changed and the concepts that they that they've come up with for replacing them i think it makes it s- sort of a more you've got to take chances game mm-hmm. a lot of times throughout their announcement video they talk about the long-term commitment that they're doing um they, I think, said in their announcement video, somewhere around 10 years, investors had to sign a contract to 10 years. That's how long they want the AAF to go on a base level. Mm-hmm. That's 10 years is the least At I'll minimum. do. Yeah. So I think overall it's going to be sort of a great experience. Now, I think you're right, too. I think that having one of the co-founders of it have such a extensive background in professional football also adds merit to the fact that this league is going to be it's going to be like the real deal it's just going to be just like the nfl and it's going to be you know possibly even better who knows but i i think that just the groundwork that they've laid out so far it uh it has shown that they are really wanting this to work so i'm really excited to see how it works but as I mentioned earlier, um, I was talking about rule changes being something that's interesting to the um, to the to the AAF. These are changes that um, were th- well, they're they're the rules that differentiate themselves from the NFL. Um, so we've got this first rule, um, and a lot of these rules had safety in mind. They looked at how often do players get hurt when something happens. And so they they changed a lot of rules to fit that, like no kickoffs. 
Kickoffs, according to a lot of researchers, kickoffs are the most dangerous play of any game. Um, m- somebody is most likely to get hit hurt on a kickoff. And so that was one reason that they got rid of kickoffs for their league. Another reason was that a study showed that a lot of uh, fans just think the kickoff is kind of boring. I think it adds, especially that initial kickoff, to set the mood of the game. Oh, yeah, you can never get over uh, the beginning kickoff for a game because it's like you hear all of the fans like hype up and he's running towards the ball and all the fans are getting louder and louder as he's going towards the ball, and then when he kicks the ball, it's just, ah. Yeah, it's, it's, I think the initial kickoff of a game is, I don't know, it's, it's the peak. It's, it's more it's, hype it's than it is, It's the peak of like... the energy in the game, I think. And so on, on that note, I disagree that it's the most boring play. I think the most boring plays are the ones where it's a it's a shoe in and so they're just running down the play clock. Just go ahead and end the game, you know it's going to happen. Um I think stuff like that should should be different, but I do see um where kickoffs are extremely dangerous, especially in that first one with that that peak just energy. I think it makes a lot of sense. And because there are no kickoffs, there are no onside kicks. Um but the AAF decided that they wanted to make something in lieu of that. And so what they have is uh, the option after your run, if you've scored, instead of kicking it off, you have the option to get the ball on your own 35 in a 4th and 10 situation. And if you can get the first down, you get to keep possession of the ball. And it's as if you've recovered the onside kick. If you lose possession, though, the opposing the opposing team gets the ball on your thirty five. So it's like do or die. Yeah, that's like it is literally do, all or nothing. You, you are think, sacrificing everything. Yeah, that's like. So I think what we're gonna see in this league over the years, I think what we're gonna see is teams coming up with these extremely elaborate plays that they only do one time. Oh yeah. To be able to get that first down when they need it, I think I think we're gonna I think this is gonna be a league that requires extremely creative coaches, just based off of this onside kick rule. I think that the league is gonna have to become extremely creative to get around some of these obstacles, like like not having a field goal. There's no kicking in this game at all. You can only go for the two-point conversion. Right. Well, it's it's kind of hit or miss with two-point conversions. It's not as guaranteed as the field goal is. There is a chance that you won't make it running up the middle or you won't complete that pass into the end zone. So we're going to we're going to see coaches trying to figure out how to get the ball into the end zone easily and try and make two-point conversions as guaranteed as field goals. So again, we're going to have to be creative. By uh, by them not having uh, field goals or anything of that sort, um, it, really, it really puts a lot more pressure 
on like the quarterback and the team to you know get the ball into the end zone you can't rely on your on your kicker anymore to help you to help the team get more points it's on y'all like that's it you can't blame anybody else but you i totally agree i just think that this is going to be something crazy that's really going to give coaches and players especially quarterbacks because like you said they don't have a kicker to rely on anymore um we're gonna have to see some heavily offensive teams like we've said before the aaf is really the aaf really has the audience in mind and that shows in this next rule which is for the play clock instead of going with the standard that the NFL has, which is a 40-second play clock, the AAF has reduced it to 30 seconds because, on average, most offensive lines get to the line in about 17 to 20 seconds. And so they're trying to speed up a boring part of the game to keep the audience's attention and keep them entertained for longer. I think that these rules especially just make it a more challenging game. That's that's what it boils down to is just these guys. I think what we're going to see is just a bunch of craziness on that field. I think we're going to see stuff that's going to make us like roll out of our couches laughing. Because, because you think it's just going to – because you'd never yeah. see it in the NFL. Yeah. I think we're going to see some crazy stuff happen. I think these coaches are going to have fun with it too. So the AAF has their inaugural season. Coming up starting this Saturday, dude, this Saturday. I'm so excited. We're going to have eight teams this season. We're going to have 10 games for each team this season. We're going to have the playoffs for this season. We're going to have a championship game for this season. And I am so excited. Um, I've looked through all of the uniforms, but Brooks has not. I haven't. You haven't I'm, seen I've been looking those. at the four that are in front of me on the screen right now. Yeah, and we're we're about to blow those up and look at them, and we're going to see all of them. I do have to say I've already picked my favorite team. I am going for the Birmingham Iron, um, and so I believe that they have the best uniform. But I think all of these uniforms look really cool. I think that um, the aesthetic that the players have is just as important as the game, especially for a league starting up. And so to see them with such professional-looking designs and jerseys, um, I think is really is a really great um, thing for the AAF. But anyway, we're gonna start out with the Salt Lake Stallions. That is the uh, first team on this list. We've got the Salt Lake Stallions. Uh, we've got the San Diego Fleet. We've got the San Antonio Commanders. We've got the Orlando Apollos. Uh, we've got the Atlanta Legends, and then we've got my favorite, the Birmingham Iron, the Memphis Express, and the Arizona Hotshots. I don't. That's a fashion statement. Yeah, I when I saw that one, I was kind of confused. The Arizona Hotshots have this like orangish yellow color, and then they've got this bright oh, green what's that color. College. Uh, it's not. I don't know. Their uniforms look like this. They're really? the Ducks. Hmm. I don't know. I haven't. I've never seen something like this. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying Hold on. it's. I'm gonna figure it out. Okay. Oregon. Oregon. University of Oregon. They University look like of that. Oregon. <laughs> well, 
now that we've gotten that out of the way, the Arizona Hotshots are wearing a college uniform. They're not known. wrong. Let it be known, all you Arizona Hotshot fans. Go out back there. to the Birmingham Iron. I didn't see it. The Birmingham Iron. They are my favorite. They look so good. I mean, black and so silver. Red. You can never go wrong with that. Exactly. Okay. Why go, try anything else? Go to the Memphis uniform. The Memphis uniforms are right there. That they look kind of like they're like a, a a simplified version of the Patriots. Eh. I see it. <laughs> Episode oh, one, man. ladies. And Episode gentlemen. one. Welcome to the Alliance Weekly. Welcome to the Alliance the Weekly, Alliance Weekly podcast. podcast. Welcome to the end of the Alliance Weekly podcast. We've got. Games going on starting February 9th. That's this upcoming this Saturday. Saturday. I am excited to watch these. I'm not sure where I'm going to be watching them yet, but I know I will be trying to watch them. Um, on February 9th, we've got Atlanta at Orlando, and that one's going to be at 8 p.m. Eastern on CBS. Uh, San Diego at San Antonio at 8 p.m. on CBS. We've got Memphis at Birmingham. On, I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be February 10th. Yeah, that's supposed to be February 10th, which is the Sunday. Okay, yeah, which is the Sunday. Um, we've got Memphis at Birmingham, and they're going to be playing uh, at 4 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. And we've got Salt Lake at Arizona going at 6 p.m. on the NFL Network. But... If you miss those games or you're not able to watch them, we will be back next Monday. Next Monday. Next Monday. We will be back next Monday to fill you in on all of the things that happened that weekend. Um, go ahead and follow us on Twitter if you if you so desire to. We are at Alliance Weekly. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram. Um, and we are going to be doing this podcast weekly. I don't know if I've said that, and I don't know if the title gives that away, but we'll see you next week. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to flesh that out. Bye bye. <laughs> we're gonna have to figure how to <laughs> figure out how to end these things, man. If you enjoyed this episode of the weekly podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at Alliance Weekly and share this podcast with your friends.